Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome to our Holy Week bonus episode for Friday. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. And we are completing our wrap-up today of Isaiah chapter 53. But we will have one more bonus episode on Easter morning. Yes, so if you want to tune in early Easter morning while you're getting ready and use this podcast to help get you prepped for the celebration, however you're celebrating on Sunday, we would love to be a part of helping you do that. But before we jump into the last three verses of Isaiah 53, today is also known as Good Friday. So why is it called good? As a child, I always wondered how this day with Jesus being tortured and hung on a cross could be considered good. Jesus experienced so much at the hands of the religious leaders and Romans. He was mocked. He was spit upon. He was whipped. He was beaten. He had a crown of thorns pushed into his head. And then after he was close to death already, he was given a cross to carry, which they estimate weighed around 160 pounds. He was stripped naked. He had nails driven through his hands and his feet. And the harsh part of crucifixion isn't that you die from those wounds, but that you slowly asphyxiate from not being able to breathe. But even with all of those horrific things being done to Jesus, that's not the worst part. The worst part was that Jesus became our sin. He was no longer Jesus, the pure and perfect person. He became Jesus, the thief, and Jesus, the murderer. Jesus, the fill in the blank with the most horrific thing you can think of. All of those sins were laid on him. You know, the first half of 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So after hearing all that, you might go, yeah, how is this called Good Friday? But the good comes from the second half of what happens, the second half of even 2 Corinthians 5.21, because it goes on to say, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the good of Good Friday isn't what was done to Jesus, but what Jesus chose and submitted himself to so that we could become the children of God, so that his righteousness will be put on us. So with that in mind, let's read today's verses. All right, I'm going to be reading from the NRSV, verse 10 through 12. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. When you make his life an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. Through him the will of the Lord shall prosper. Out of his anguish he shall see light. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Out of all of the verses in the Bible I may struggle with, the first part of verse 10 is one of the most difficult for me. It was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. How can it be God's will for pain to be involved? Yet this is the mystery of God. 
his pureness, his holiness that we will never understand on this side of heaven requires a payment for the sin of the world. All the sin, not just one person, but all persons of all time. This is a huge price to pay. And the sacrifice Christ made with his suffering and his life was sufficient in God's eyes. But it required the crushing of Jesus with pain. Yet again, through the mystery of God, through the suffering of Christ, verse 10 also tells us that he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hand. So there is a prospering that comes. There is new life. There is growth. There is goodness that comes out of this pain. Yes, and verse 11 kind of continues this thought. Out of his anguish, he shall see light. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. This means that Jesus knows that the pain is temporary and that through this anguish, he will see the light of God going out to all. And the righteous one will make many righteous. Yes and amen. This is the doctrine called the imputed righteousness of Christ. And this is what Isaiah is talking about. It's this idea that all of our guilt and sin is credited to Jesus and laid on him. And when we receive Jesus as our Savior, we are able to take on all of his righteousness, and it is laid on us. And verse 12 brings it all together with Jesus as our king. Now, the first part of verse 12 has a double prophecy for the time of Isaiah and also for the future Messiah, but it ends with a recap of what Jesus did for us. And I'm going to reread it in the Amplified Version. Because he willingly poured out his life to death and was counted among the transgressors, Yet he himself bore and took away the sin of many and interceded with the Father for the transgressors. Before we go into our reflection time for today, I just want to let you know that we are not doing a podcast tomorrow because it's actually called Black Saturday. And that's where it's a super big time of reflection. We remember that Jesus was in the tomb Uh, It's a very quiet time, and so we want to honor that by not having a podcast, but we will be back to celebrate with you on Easter Sunday. So as we end, I want to ask you a question. Have you accepted that Jesus paid your sin once and for all? Or do you keep trying to take it back and pay your own sin with your good works? We cannot pay enough. Jesus had to pay it all. He gave his very body to cover your sins. So stop just right now and rejoice in the fact that when God looks at you, he sees the righteousness of Jesus like a garment draped over your head. As we've done in the past, we're going to let the music continue to play. And during this time, take time to talk to Jesus with a grateful heart and thank him that he has taken it all. And if there's any sin that you keep choosing to hold on to, that you keep wanting to go and fix yourself, Remember that we aren't going to take advantage of the cross and continue in sin, but instead we are going to give it all to him, knowing that we can live from victory. So spend some time talking to Jesus about this.